Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. It is the end of 2022. We're looking towards 2023, Banzuke. I'm Amy. I'm here with Dave. We're in Melbourne, Australia, and we're here to talk all about Sumo once more. It's an interesting time of year as 22 comes to a close. We're here looking at January 2023, Banzuke. It's hard to believe we're going into a new year of Sumo. Nothing much changes, but there's a feeling going into a new year Uh, that makes you reflect on the year that's been. Yeah, it was such an exciting year. We had six different winners of all the basho. That doesn't happen very often at all. Mitakumi, Wakataka Kage, Terunofuji, Ichinojo. That feels like absolute decades ago. Tamawashi, what a legend at 37. And then in November, we had the the Arby story and the three-way playoffs. So just such a full year and what on earth is going to happen next year? I mean, just going over those winners. I know. Mitakumi back in January. Yeah. And look at how his fortunes have played out over the remainder of the year. Fuji as well. Hasn't been a great second half of the year for him. And then we get to Ichinojo. Mm. Yep. That basho where there were very, very few rikishi standing <laughs> at the end. He's the last man. And, uh, I mean, has there been a little bit of a curse? Uh, maybe. For, for Yusho winners. Not so much for Wakataka Kage and Tamawashi. No, they're still going strong. I mean, Tamawashi, okay. Wakataka Kage, strong. Abi, I mean, we'll... We have yet to see. That was certainly uh, something. Takiyasu, how strong he'd been all year. We saw him come close so many times and just not quite able to get to that final win. And so many others that were strong and then some who were really struggling, like you mentioned, Mitakumi, Shodai, of course. And so we come to a Banzuke, which is really, really interesting and is giving us a lot of what we want, which is people up the top, Sanyaku. But it does uh, present a, a tricky situation right up the top because Terunofuji, he's the only Yokozuna left and there's only one Ozeki. Yeah. Well, before we jump into the detail, I think we need to consider this Banzuke holistically. Mm. We, can, we, we will. We'll go through the details. But I think it's very, very important first off to step back, look at the general shape of it. Yeah. What's the message that they're trying to get across? What story are they trying to tell? Yeah. As you said, very interesting looking Sanyaku. It's got a bit of a, I wouldn't say a pyramid, but it's swollen down the bottom of yes, Sanyaku. Right. It's generous yes. there. We've got four Sekiwake, four Komasubi. I feel like the Banzuke committee felt like us a, a little bit, a lot of, I've been hearing from people at the end of the year, they were just a bit fed up. They had one more big job to do and they were just like, well, we'll just put everyone in. Well, and it, I think it, this is the kind of banzuke that makes you question the process because in some ways you've got what you want to do as the JSA, the mm-hmm. message you want to send, the mm-hmm. story you want to tell, but then you've got some hard data you need to yeah. deal with as well. So while we see, as you described it, a very interesting looking Sanyaku and banzuke overall, uh, there's some really compelling reasons that it does look this way. I know one of the biggest... Uh, ideas that I've heard is that, well, we need to be preparing Rikishi mm-hmm. to come into these Ozeki ranks and eventually develop the next Yokozuna. I, I think that's absolutely the case, but there's hard data to say that we need this many Sekiwake, we need this many Komasubi. 
this is the kind of positive Banzuke that I think we were really uh, not enjoying the work over the last few years where people were being denied Sekiwake mm. promotion, being denied Komasumi promotion because, oh, we don't want to create an extra slot. I think this is common sense prevailing. It's looking at the data. The data's agreeing with what you want to do uh, on a bigger level, which is that future development, yeah. that succession planning. So I think this Banzuke, it's a classic piece of work. Yes, it's exactly the opposite of what I was saying. In fact, they haven't got to the end and said, we don't want to do this, we'll put everyone in. They want to future-proof it. They want to show that the sport is uh, thriving and full of these young and old guys who have so much spirit left and who are competing at such a high level and they want to say that don't worry about some of these uh, Ozeki who might not be looking so strong because look at this these Komasubis, look at these Sekiwake. Exactly. And if anyone calls out any of these decisions, they can slap some paper yeah. on the table that yep. has hard facts. Yep that back up these decisions. Yep, the su supercomputer out the back just churning <laughs> out the numbers, oh, the bet, ones and zeros. Yeah, they go, we'll, we'll just spool up the tape and get that data for you. <laughs> <laughs> they go into that room of TVs yeah. that usually is set to show the replay and all it is is the bunzuke on all of them with the data and they just look, look at this. Well, I think it'd be like the numbers falling down yeah. Matrix style That's and they're right. like, four comma subi. <laughs> well, <laughs> so far, I mean, it's come out, it's happened. But let, we, should, we should get we'll into it. We'll jump straight into it. So as you said before, Terra Fuji is there alone as Yokozuna, a.k.a. Yokozuna Ozeki. What does this mean for people who don't know, people like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we always have to look it up. So there needs to be at least two Ozeki. That's the rules. Is that enough? Uh <laughs> well, I'm not sure they have a, a choice here. I mean, what no. what else? They'd have to make a Sekiwake or Zeki if they needed three. They'd have to bring someone up. And in that case, it would be Wakataka Kage. I mean, he's he's just saying there needs to be three, so make me one too. I like this idea. So you pull Ozeki from the top, Yokozuna yep. Ozeki, and then you pull up a Sekiwake. Yeah, it's like giving you a go and just seeing how you feel about the title. It's like a... What do you call it when you, you try something out? A, a soft launch? Yeah, it's of, a pilot. A pilot of Ozeki for Wakataka Kage. Mm. It's nice because it takes away all the pressure, you know. When you become Ozeki, you've had the fish, you've had all the speeches, every, everyone's attention is on you. And we saw how nervous Short I was when he had his first mm. Ozeki Basho. This kind of idea that we've just come up with, JSA South, has uh, takes away all that pressure. So you're suggesting that there should be a Sekiwake Ozeki ceremony where perhaps the rikishi holds up a can of tuna or something like that <laughs> just to get them get them prepared? Yeah, I mean, they, why not? <laughs> they make a pledge for their goal as Sekiwake, Sekiwake Ozeki? <laughs> yes, well, Wakataka Kage, we're, we're giving you that gift, the honorary Sumo Mainichi Sekiwake Ozeki. So are you saying that Wakataka Kage of the four Sekiwake is the most deserving to be Sekiwake Well, Ozeki? I mean, he's one East, so I think he'd have to be. Who are the, what are the other well, options? I, I, I mean, think Hoshori you definitely could be. Well, I think Shorai should be. Oh. Oh. Uh, yes. Well, Do you probably, know I mean? He's got the... <laughs> well, he probably actually is. He probably, he pro well, actually he is. He is. He is. Yeah. All right, okay. Shorta, you got it. We'll you send got it, it again. The can of tuna's in the mail. So I didn't know whether Terana Fuji will be turning up. Yes, I haven't heard that he will, uh, definitely. He's obviously had the surgery on the two knees and that requires a lot of training to get back. The initial estimate I heard on recovery time from the surgery was six weeks mm. and you're absolutely correct. That doesn't leave a lot of time for training. 
Um, I don't think there'd be any issue in terms of, you know, maintaining the Yokozuna rank and not being asked to retire if he took January off. So we probably won't see him. I don't think so. I think he'd be crazy to come back too soon. I think he has to be strong. I know he's been... I know he has been training, but, yeah, to come back and, and fail straight away after a double knee operation, which is an operation on your biggest issue uh, in sumo at the moment, his biggest issue would be a, a bit of a disaster. He does understand how to fight and win without relying too much on the knees. Mm. Yep, that's true. That's true. But he has to come back and look much stronger, yeah. I think. This hasn't happened much before this Yokozuna Ozeki business, does it? We saw Kakuryu be Yokozuna Ozeki uh, a while ago, but there were two other Yokozuna, so that wasn't quite the situation here. Yeah, we saw a, uh, a, a stat that said the last time there was one Yokozuna and one Ozeki, putting us in the Yokozuna Ozeki situation was back in 1898. Ah, that's so a So Konoshiki, obviously not the Konoshiki that everyone knows, but 1898 version, Konoshiki was Yokozuna and Ho was Ozeki at that time. Back in 1898, they only had two basho a year though. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It's bad times yeah. for sumo. It's a long, long time since this has happened. And that's why before you said they're telling this story of, uh, of new people coming through, very talented Rikishi in the lower Sanyaku. So let's move to Ozeki, the other Ozeki, the second <laughs> Ozeki, or he would probably like to be considered the first Ozeki, is Takakesho. He had a great time uh, in November. He's looking good. He's just not quite able to pick up another Yusho at this point. He didn't in 2022. He went 12-3 and he was in that final playoff, mm. but he got absolutely blown away by Arby. I, I think, yeah, because we actually just watched the replay of that bout before and it was a soft effort from Takakesho. Mm. Obviously, Arby wanted that win desperately. I think Takakesho could have come more aggressive out of the touchy eye. And I think that'd be the thing playing on his mind. I think so. That was such a weird, that put me back in that frame of mind that that playoff was given. Remember they had to get the little piece of paper and open it up and then just wait. And then there was the Takiyasu bout first where he sort of fell down and was obviously injured or um, concussed or something like that. We never really found out the end result of that. And so he'd seen Arby Henker. He'd seen Arby thrust Takiyasu down yeah, and possibly hurt him. Yeah. And I think it, yeah, I think all yeah. of that just played with his mental state a little bit and he didn't come out as that super positive, let the body, let the sumo do the talking, let his instinct do the talking Takakesho oh, that we know and love. You're saying the head was affecting his yes. sumo. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that always comes into play. In fact, I've heard it as the um, issue levelled most against Takayasu in his uh, failure to win a Yusho so far, that towards the end, the head takes over. He starts thinking about his bouts too much. He thinks about the situation that he's in. And, you know, maybe that happened to Takakesho as well, or both of them this time around. And Abi was able to just let that pure instinct take over. But we heard last time you talked about Takakesho wanting to do his sumo by instinct. And I think it failed him at the last minute there. Yeah, I think it did. Well, with, with Terunofuji either being absent or, you know, coming in under a big injury cloud, it's another big chance for Takakesho yep. in this uh, basho. Let's move on to Sekiwake for Rikishi here. Yes. Uh, Wakataka Kage maintains his rank of Sekiwake with a solid 8-7. January will be his sixth 
basho at this rank. It's really racking up those bashos. On the other side, Hoshoryu. Well, it was a big 11-4 effort from Hoshoryu at Sekiwake last time. This is a legitimate start to an Ozeki run for Hoshoryu. Yeah, both very, very powerful, Rikishi. We heard uh, Miyogino Oyakado, ex-Hakaho, talk about them on the uh, grand, on the NHK World uh, sumo summary, and he said that he's just so impressed with both of them. He thinks they could both put on a bit of weight, but I think he always thinks that. And, yeah, just thinks that they've got their own style, that they're super confident um, and that they just need to keep developing. And it's so exciting to see them both at this level. Hoshoryu in particular with that 11-4. Where's he going to go from here? Wakataka Kage, you know, could look really good this time around and he's still challenging for that Ozeki position um, or could be in 2023. We've also got Takiyasu. Now, he went up to Sanyaku, uh, to Sekiwake from Magashira 1. Yeah, he ended up with 12-3, obviously being part of that playoff. I don't mind this kind of promotion. A 12-3 from Magashira 1 demands it. Yep. Great to see him at Sekiwake. We haven't heard anything, as you said before, the results from that injury uh, from Abi. No. Uh, or from the match against Abi. Can't really call it a match. He was cheated. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, talking about Takiyasu's uh, mental game going into the final days of Abasho. I actually thought that November was good for Takiyasu. He continued winning. Yep. And really, you know, if Abi had given him a fair match. Yep. Um, who knows what who would knows? have happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't really necessarily play into that. You just hear it over and over again about Takiyasu. And I, I just can't help thinking that that playoff situation didn't help it because it was that extra amount of being outside the norm. But yeah, I mean, is he on an Ozeki run? We've heard a few people whispering. People love to bring that up as soon as um, anyone gets a whiff of those 33 wins. So he's gone 11-4 at Maegashira 4, 12-3 at Maegashira 1 now. But I think that um, an Ozeki run really needs to come from Sanyaku. Yeah, it does. I mean, the 12-3 at Maegashira 1, given it was a Junyusho, like he, yep. that might be counted if well, the next... Well, they're both in the joy, essentially. Yeah. Like Maegashira 4 fights all that. You'd have to go back and look at exactly who he fought in that Maegashira 4, 11-4. But if he's hitting those top guys, which he was, I'm pretty sure, uh, then, you know, maybe it does well, count. And you're right, in these, uh, you know, interesting days of not enough Ozeki, maybe that might be enough for the start of a run. Well, if uh, he got back to Ozeki, when did he lose it? He lost it in November 2019. So that would be a, uh, a two-year at least yeah. comeback. And really there would be very few rikishi, I yeah. think the last being Terunofuji, who have left Ozeki and then come back to Ozeki. Uh, our other Sekiwake, Shodai. Yep. So he left Ozeki last time with that six and nine result. He has one chance here. He needs 10 wins to go back to Ozeki. Can he do it? Can he do it? Well, <laughs> I don't really want to say one way or the other. I want this to play out uh, day by day so that my heart can respond as it happens. The last time he got 10 wins was July this year. So he can do it. It, it can work for him. But before that, there was a drought. Uh, the last time he got 10 wins was an 11-4 in January 2021. Yeah, so in okay. between he's had kachikoshis, but they haven't been double digits. So he has struggled a little bit in that consistency. We've seen it over and over again that he'll look 
fantastic. And often he'll look fantastic against people you don't expect him to. And then he'll be stepped over really easily or, or just run over the top of. And more and more lately, obviously, because he's dropped out of Ozeki, more and more that's happening. So when, when did he get his Ozeki rank? It was that, would have, that January 21 would have been part of that run, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I think it was his second uh, as Ozeki. I'm just going to check that out. Yeah, that was his second Basho at Ozeki. Okay. Um, and the first one, <laughs> remember, he, he got promoted after his Yusho, which was 13 to uh, July in 2020. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, September in 2020. And then in November here, it was actually out. Yeah. Um, so it was the first one after coming back then. So he was in great form there, but we haven't really seen it since apart from that one ten five. But that ten five came after a, a 5.10 yeah. Yeah. at Ozeki. So that 10.5 was him showing, him recovering from being Kataban. Yes, it was. Which he wasn't able to do this time around. It, it, it's only been two years, but it does feel like the Sanyaku has shifted in a way around Short Eye mm. where a lot of people are hitting form mm. um, and just hitting that part of their career where he's having a lot of trouble beating them. I just don't think the 10 wins is possible this time, but I would love to be surprised. Well, is it something about his style as well that often on the, the he gets taken to the edge and can pull something off there, but these guys are so strong. They're coming out with the forearm. They're coming out with their tricky moves for Hoshoryu. He's able to, he never says die. He's able to do anything. He moves faster than Shodai, reacts mm. faster. And so sort of all of Short Eye's methods are, are not quite working, but we will absolutely see. I'm going to go day by day on that one. The Komasubi, there's four of them as well. Yeah, well, let's go through. We've got two uh, Rikishi in Komasubi on debut, the first being Kodnawaka. We'll go a little bit out of order here. Let's yep. talk about the new people. Yeah, for sure. So Kodnawaka makes his son Yaku debut. Feels like this has been a long time coming, but he only made his Makuchi debut in March 2020. Mm. But I, wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Time has really gone. It's compressed in a very weird way. So uh, on his way to making it to Sanyaku, Kodnawaka's actually picked up three Kanto Shaw Fighting Spirit Prizes. Wow. I didn't realise it had been that many. Um, 2022 has been really great for him. He's got all Kachikoshis, apart from that Kyujo on day 11 back in July, mm -hmm. but for the rest of the time, KK's across the board. Well, that was COVID. covid <laughs> Ichinojo, last man standing. Uh, yeah, he's just such a strong guy with a lot of fans, a lot of people getting on board the Kodnawaka train now. He's shown promise, had a little glitch along the way, but with such strong sumo heritage, his dad, Kodnawaka, who is a, a Sekiwake, and his mother is the daughter of Yokozuna Kodazakura. I'm sure the blood comes through the women as well, the fighting spirit. Uh, it's just so, such great news for him to now have made it to Komasubi because he's been threatening it for so long and he doesn't look scared. He doesn't look like he's out of place at all up here. Every time he steps up, he stands up and even if he's run over quickly, the next time he gets up as well, you get that same feeling. I don't know, that's how I feel about him, that he, this is where he's meant to be. He's had a, he spent a fair bit of time up the top of the Maigashira ranks and now has worked his way to Komasubi. I think the big question here is, is, is it, will he stay? Mm. Will he establish himself here? 
as you said, I mean, he's, he can go toe-to-toe with anyone up here, but we've seen Komisubi absolutely eject people first time around, <laughs> right. uh, and hopefully that's not the case for Kodnawaka. Well, the other big name in Komisubi, I say big because it's quite long, Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> Such good news here. Well, it's great news firstly because we've seen Wakamoto Haru work his way up here with some just consistent, we've called it honest sumo, uh, very, very strong and consistent effort over the last 12 to 18 months. But what we have here is now a situation that is historically significant. We have two brothers in Sanyaku ranks. Yeah, so not only can we have double brother win, but we can have double Sanyaku brother win. Interestingly enough, they also can't fight each other, which is a, a you know interesting scenario to have up in Sanyaku. Unless it's a playoff. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a playoff between Wakamoto Haru and Wakataka Kage, then we have seen some sumo. That would be fantastic. So the last time we've seen two brothers in uh, Sanyaku was back in 1992, Takanohana, Wakanohana. Uh, very famous pair of champions. Who did play off in playoffs. They did. Play There's a classic <laughs> uh, Yusho playoff between those two. Uh, and then before that, it was only 1989 was the time before that. So Tarao and his brother, Sakahoko, who were both in Sanyaku. Tarao, uh, very well known now, but not so much <laughs> Sakahoko for me anyway. I'd never heard he had a brother, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let alone a Sanyaku brother. But yes, Wakamoto Haru, we just love watching him and can't wait to see what he's going to do here. The other two, Komasubi, are Kiribayama. Now, he did very well in uh, November by getting his Kachikoshi, but not well enough. Sometimes that can be a promotion to Sekiwake, but not this time Yeah, around. not when it's that stacked up there. Meisei <laughs> uh, is our other Komasubi, just flies in under the radar with his... 9-6 effort at, was that Maegashira 1? It was Maegashira 2. Yeah, and after starting the year so badly, you remember he went 5-10 in January and then the one win on the first day of March and then 14 losses in a row. It was very hard watching Maysay in those, well, especially in March of last year. It wasn't that he looked injured. His sumo looked okay. He just kept losing. Yeah. Yeah, we were never able to pin down whether that was an injury. I never saw it confirmed or anything about that. But, yeah, he just wasn't creating his usual Maysay chaos and, and getting those wins. But to come back and find his way to Komasubi, that's really, really impressive. Maysay, he's got a great mental spirit, I feel like. It's extraordinary. And when they did put him back down in uh, Maegashira 13, it's just been he had an easy time down there yeah. and has risen back up. Again, Meisei and Sanyaku, it's not words you put together all that often and for all that long. No, no, he does tend to, to drop out again, so he'll be, he'll be keen to, um, to stick around. Let's move to the Maegashira ranks. At Maegashira 1, it's our beloved Tobizaru. Well, it's Tobizaru, and why don't we talk about these two at the same time yep. because it was a very, very similar thing. We had Tobizaru and Daesho as Komasubi's last time. They both went 7 and 8. And they both have now moved down to Maegashira 1. Tobizaru did well. I mean, we are really enjoying his sumo at the moment. He won against some fantastic uh, guys. He showed great form. But at his highest rank of Komasubi, just couldn't quite pick up that last one. Daesho, I would say, again, a similar thing. Like he showed flashes of his Daesho brilliance. Oh, look, absolutely. I think his uh, touchy eyes returning to form. 
He's a great competitor. And look, I, th I think this is actually quite a nice setup to have two Maegashira ones who have just slipped out of Komasubi, hungry to get back, plus a lot of people in those Komasubi and Sekiwake ranks. I think this is a great setup for January. I was going to say exactly the same, that if you had made it to Sanyaku, you were really happy about it, but you look down below you, you see Tobizaru Daesho. And at Maegashira 2, you see Mitakeumi, who... Uh, I don't know about his hunger to return, but I feel like it might be building. And then Tamawashi well, as the other Maegashira too. You're scared. You've, you've posed some very, very big questions there. Let's tackle the Mitakuyumi, yep. does he want to go back question. I, I don't know. When he, in November, when he got his Makakoshi, and that was in the middle of a six-loss streak, <laughs> he didn't look that perturbed. We kept commenting that. Every day he just kind of came out and he was just doing his business and the way that his body was moving and he was uh, exclaiming after each bash yeah. uh, after each um, fight <laughs> didn't look like he was that stressed. Like it wasn't a short-eye stressed face. Exactly. And I think that having Mitakumi, and this can very much be said about Tamawashi as well, having these two at Maegashira too, they both know what to do in the closing mm. days of a basho to seal... Uh, a Yusho. Between them, I think they've got five or six Yusho. How many does Mitakumi have? Three or four. It's some, something around that. Yeah. Um, a lot of danger lurking at this rank. And I think Mitakumi with the pressure off now, no pressure. I think we'll see good performances from him. Yeah, I really wonder. This is one of my, my keen interests this time around. This is his first Basho out of, out of Sanyaku in 15. Wow. Okay. And before that, he just dropped to Maegashira 2 at the start of 2020. But before that, he was Sanyaku for a long, long time. Right. He's only been Ozeki for four basho, which is another instance for me of this compressed time. I feel like it's been longer, but it actually hasn't. So, And one of those was was his Kataban one. So even Shodai was Ozeki, he's just dropped out as well, was Ozeki <laughs> for 13 basho. So Mitsukumi actually mean? didn't stick around for very long. What do you mean even Shodai? Oh, He's a champion. He is a champion. I mean, no one can question, no one will question. I won't no. have it, questioning my short eye love. So I remove that even from my sentence. Short eye himself, the great man. <laughs> the great man. Had 13 Basho at Ozeki. But Mitakumi, yeah, I mean, he he just comes and goes. Uh, Hakuho spoke about his training and that he felt like Mitakumi and Short eye, once they had got to Ozeki, had dropped back a little bit on their training, had stopped going to as many places. Now, I'm not sure Mitakumi ever went no. to train at other Haya very often, but short I did. And Hako did call him out, perhaps for not training as much. We know the infamous phone call between Hako and Shoda where he tried to give him some advice. So he feels like uh, they both need to just get back on the training regime and just work a little bit harder and that perhaps they had taken the, the mental load off a little bit of Ozeki yeah. that either... You know, I, they'd stopped with the hunger. I've got to say, when um, uh, Hakaho speaks, I tune out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel that he's... You, did, you even left the room. Yeah, I left the room because yeah. he comes from... Uh, his perspective comes from a place that just no one can understand. Mm. Being so good. Well, so yeah, he, naturally he's a, talented. Exactly. Naturally talented on another plane of existence in terms of sumo and his skill and his understanding of it. Um, like when he says they're not training enough, I'm like, compared to you? Yeah. Do you know, I mean. 
It's a really interesting question because the other thing that Hakaho does is he never says anything, I think, without it being calculated. So what he's building up now, he talks about training all the time (laughs) and his own career all the time. So there is two constants. And what he's trying to do is build up the brand. The strongest statement and his brand, yeah. uh, the st- strongest stable, sorry, yeah. and his brand. And so when he talks about training, he often mentions, you know, they used to come to us to train. Um, we're running training now, you know, at Miyagino, we want people to come. I want my hair to be known as the place that you come for great training. I'm the best Oyakata, you know, he's, he's building up all of that. So I do think there's a... Um, a reason he's saying all of this. But I, I also think it's an interesting insight into uh, what happens when you hit Ozeki and, you know, maybe some thoughts about whether they've taken the the pressure off a little bit or whether the pressure has become too much or, you know, how you train when you're a bit more famous and you're a bit more well-known and you might be asked to do more things. I don't nah, know. Look, I mean, you what still would, hate What it. would Hakuho know about being Ozeki? He was Ozeki <laughs> for like three basho. When he was like 19. <laughs> Shodai has more authority on being Ozeki than Hakuho does. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you did not like that interview. Nah, it was boring. Uh, Micah Shearer 3, Abi is there after his Yusho win in that playoff. Uh, moving up from Micah Shearer 9, very healthy bump. Maybe. Well, not healthy enough. Well, I would say not healthy say. enough. But, yeah. you know, your, your Maegashira ones and twos absolutely need to be there. Yeah, there was just no space for him. So I looked up, uh, there's not many uh, Rikishi who have won a Yusho from Maegashira 9. Yeah. It's only happened, this is the third time, and the other times were in 1933 mm. when Sumo was very, very different and 1964 the same because it was it was pre-television. A lot of stuff changed then. But they both went up to Komasubi. I'm not asking for com. I mean, I, I don't mind. Abi can go wherever he, he wants, but um, not where he wants, where he's put. But Komasubi obviously wasn't um, an answer and Magashira 1 and 2 were full as well. But usually you would expect him to go higher here from Magashira 9 with a Yusho. Nothing is done by accident in the Banzuke. This is a very clear statement from the JSA. They hated the way he won that Yusho. <laughs> I mean, Possibly. it's clear. Possibly. And look, he might have, they might have found some room for him with that Yusho if he didn't qualify that hanker yeah. against Takayasu by saying, my body did it. <laughs> now, you can't go and claim this Takakesho disconnect from mind and body going, I didn't think about it, I just hankered. Yeah, yeah. Pathetic. There literally was no space for him. I'll just move back to that because all of the Magashira ones into uh, ex-Sanyaku. So it would have been um, a real statement if they had have popped him up above those. But, you know. Abi also ex-Sanyaku though. Yes. Yep. Five, um, five Komasubi, it's our new, yeah. <laughs> our new thing. The other Magashira three, it's Midori Fuji. He went eight and seven at Magashira three. I really enjoyed it. Wow, didn't seven. he look good? Looks very, very comfortable up the top. I think that eight, seven was gutsy. Uh, and again, some very, very difficult opposition. Very exciting to watch at the moment. Uh, Midori Fuji, our other Magashira three. In Magashira four, Nishiki Fuji. Yep, the Isagahama bros. What about that 9-6? He went so well. He just was challenging people at Maegashira 5 in November. He beat Mitakumi. He beat Abi. 
not many people beat Arby, so that was really impressive. He came close against others and some of his other wins were against the lower ranks. But uh, after his 11-4 Jurio Yu show in May last year, he's gone 10-5, 10-5 and now 9-6. Well, you can't argue against those figures. I feel like every time he hops up, he goes, I can win. He really projects that mindset to me. It's kind of a Hoshoryu feeling to me as well. There is no doubt in his mind that whoever is standing in front of him, he can beat. Yeah, he's someone with such a small amount of experience up the top. It looks like he's been there for years. It does. Absolutely. Speaking of someone who's been there for years, <laughs> our other Magashira 4, Sadanumi, a very solid 8 and 7, maintains that Magashira 4 rank. Yeah, he's bouncing around, but he's back up here at, uh, or staying up here at Magashira 4. At Magashira 5, Ryuden. He is looking good. I'm wondering when he's going to reach his cap. He's got seven wow. <laughs> Kachikoshis in a row now after this 9-6 from Maegashira 6 after his return from mm. uh, Makushita. It's a very interesting thing, isn't it? The And I think I've spoken about this on other podcasts, but it feels so regular now for people to be coming back from either suspension or a long injury. Yeah. And it's almost like we expect them to rise to Sanyaku. But as you said, Ryudin had some time at Komasubi, didn't really stay around there much. And before he went out before that suspension, I think he was about at this rank. Yeah, yeah. This seems pretty right for him now. Um, it's only his third basho back in Makuchi. He did look like he was stumbling a little bit Um earlier in the year, but he's come back strong and maybe he's found, we talk a lot about how Arby's found not a new style. He still does the same style, but he's found a new, um, you know, he looks more solid. He's doing it a little bit differently. He's able to come up with some other ways to win. And I've seen that in Ryudin as well, that maybe that experience at the lower ranks, because the lower ranks are so strong as well. There's so many guys down there who are fantastic and who are really challenging these uh, Makuchi, people who have fallen down from Makuchi. And I reckon they're learning a lot from them. And I wonder if his style has come out a little bit different Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, So looking forward to see what happens with him. Nishikigi is the other Maegashira 5. Yeah, he saw a one position bump from Maegashira 6 after what can be called a very consistent eight (laughs) and seven. Nishikigi started the last year at Jurio 2 and since returning to Makuchi has just been posting the the eights, the nines. There was that Makakoshi back in September, but we've seen him return to his rightful place at the, well, is that the top? We'd say the mid-ranks, the upper mid-ranks of (laughs) Maikashira. The bottom of the joy. I mean, he'll fight a few few top guys. Oh, maybe not actually because there's so many Sanyaku. I think the joy won't extend down as as far this time. Our Maegashira 6 Rikishis, Hokuto Fuji, uh, who moves up from Maegashira 5, or I should say down, because as the numbers get bigger, that's worse. <laughs> so Hokuto Fuji moves down from Maegashira 5 to Maegashira 6 after going 7 and 8. And on the other side, Myogiryu, uh, moves up from Maegashira 7 with an 8-7. couple of stalwarts there. At Maegashira 7, we have Ichinojo. There is news about him. He will not compete at that Maegashira 7 rank. He dropped from Maegashira 2 after going 4 and 11. We expected every day for him to drop out really in November because of the news that had come out about the violence in his hair that he perpetuated. But there was no, there was nothing 
held during the basho that stopped him from participating. Apparently there has been uh, meetings since. But what they discovered during those meetings was that not only had the violence taken place, but Ichinojo had violated COVID guidelines and so had his uh, oyakata. I didn't know that about the oyakata. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like this is the case perhaps of, of going, we need to respond in some way. The whole yes. accusations of violence might be a little bit complicated or take some more time to unpick, but the COVID, um, or just say violation mm. is the easier thing and there's a lot of precedent for this kind of thing. So sit him out. That'll give them some more time to unpick uh, what's going on in that hair. And from all reports, he was um, contrite about the COVID uh, misdemeanours. And that's why he only got a one basho suspension compared to some of the other guys who oh. spent a long time on Minasaniyama. Six uh, he's only out for one Ichinojo. Minato Oyakata has 20% of his pay docked for uh, for this basho. Yeah, that's pretty light, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I guess bad. they can't get him to sit out, so they have to <laughs> do something like that. But, yeah, we will not be seeing Ichinojo this time around. So at uh, Maegashira 7, he will take a large drop and undo all of that good goodness from yeah. – it's, it's it's sad. It's very, very sad. It's objectively sad. sad, this situation now, because Ichinojo promised so much so young. One, the you show, all of this news came out. What yeah. What was he thinking, you know, but also he's obviously got no, he's you know, a, a He's a troubled addiction. young man um, <laughs> oh, who, sad. you know, I looked at the way he turned up every day and I at least admired that, that he was there. But 411... Uh, sitting out now, he'll probably find himself down the bottom of the Banzuke yeah. come March. He'll he'll go he'll be back up here very quickly. Well, if he stays in sumo, I've started well, to think yeah. that maybe the flow on from this, they take him out for one, they try and sort through all of this. Oh well, business, and then I don't know. I yeah, don't know. lots. It's, it's of too much marks. to guess. It's absolutely too much to guess. The other Magashira seven, it's Ura. Ura went 4.11. He didn't have any of the <laughs> the other excuses. He's just um, possibly injured and, and not seeing his sumo so well. Well, you know, it feels like it wasn't all that long ago where I was sitting here very frustrated with Ura's touchy eye, which was to stand back and um, let his opponent come forward and really just work it out from there. He's taken that out of his sumo and now he's losing. Mm. It's great to have him back. It was great to see him up the top, but... Back to the drawing board for the third or fourth time, perhaps, for Ura? Yeah. Well, what they have gifted him is a four-rank demotion for 4.11. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bottom is packed. The bottom of the Banzuke is packed as well. But still, you would have expected a much, much bigger drop for that. So he's he's done well there. And we'll see what he can do around seven. Uh, I presume since Ichinojo won't be here at all that he'll be fighting someone else that will mess things up for day one. Um, Magashira 8, we have Onosho and Oho. So Onosho posted a 9-6 at Magashira 11, healthy three rank bump up to number 8. Uh, Onosho seems destined just to be around the middle of the pack. Uh, the touchy eye on the day it's working, it's great. Yeah. 
Um, 9-6-0 to sneeze at, though. On the other side, Oho will be fighting at his highest rank of Maegashira 8 after a big 10-5 effort from Maegashira 13. Didn't he look good? He looked fantastic. Highest rank, so impressive for him. He's really stuck at it. His uh, entry to Makuchi wasn't so great and he found it really, really difficult, whether it was nerves or his form being exposed. But he's, yeah, he's really stuck at it, trained <laughs> and come back. Last time he fought Sanyaku. Well, I think that was, the, that was the big takeaway from last time. He was 10-5. Four of those losses came from the last five days where he fought Sanyaku for mm. the first time. Mm. So he lost to Abi, Takakesho, Wakamoto Haru and Takayasu but picked up a win against Hoshoryu. So that's invaluable experience for such a young rikishi like Oho. I, I think Maegashira 8 is only the beginning for this young man. So exciting. Takanosho and Endo are at Maegashira 9, two names who you wouldn't necessarily expect to be down here. Oh, I'd expect uh, Endo to be down here. Down on their luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he loves it. Takanosho, he just should be winning more, but... Struggling to, to find the form? Yeah, he's hard to watch at the moment, really. I think somehow just keeps getting enough wins to hang around. He was seven and eight at Maegashira nine last time. He maintains that rank, but there's just none of that um, consistency that, that saw him rise and stay at Sekiwake for quite a long time. Endo, we can never guess it. He's gone down a couple of ranks with a six and nine. Could have been worse for him. At Maegashira 10, Aoyama. On the east, he uh, was one of many rikishi actually who finished off last year with a series of makakoshi, the year not finishing so well for them. That was his third. So he'll definitely be looking for something a little bit different in 2023. It still looks like he's caught a little bit between the, the push and the pull and his bulk is not working for him as well as it uh, has been. <laughs> I love seeing him out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing his business. As his career. Doing his job. Yeah, doing his job. Exactly. Um, he's, he's at the end of his career, let's face it, uh, but he's still a very hard man to beat. Yep. On the other side, it's so exciting. I love this at Maegashira 10. It's Hiradumi. He has really found something. He just stayed in at Maegashira 16 after going 7 and 8 in September, but now he's he's beaten Nishiki Fuji, he beat Endo, Hokuto Fuji. He was fighting down low, so there were some of the bigger names, but I can't wait to see what happens for him from here. And so impressive to see, as you said, he was gifted that second chance in uh, Makuchi, which technically he probably shouldn't have been, but says to the sumo world, yeah, I should be here. Yeah. 10-5, great effort from Hiro Umi. Moving on to Maegashira 11, we have Chia Shoma, who moves down one spot from Maegashira 10 after a disappointing 7 and 8. I know his sumo looks so good, other than that day 10 henker on the winless Takara Fuji. That was really not <laughs> oh, great. Oh, look, I mean, I see the sense of humour in that. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Not for Takara Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> How's he going to do anything, oh, uh, anything that trumps that? But otherwise, yeah, Isumo is great. Uh, Zark on the Destroyer, I promise your T-shirt's on the way. Uh, it's a little bit late, but uh, start thinking about what day you think Chiyoshoma might be hankering again this time around. Yep, we'll uh, open up the competition on Twitter between now and the Basho starting <laughs> next week or the week after. Uh, on the other side, Tochinoshin uh, moves up. 
down, I should say, from Maegashira 8 with a 6 and 9 effort there. That's his third Makakoshi in a row. Another guy finishing off 2022 a little bit difficultly at uh, Maegashira 12, Kagiyaki. He went 9 and 6. It included a Fusensho, but Kagiyaki, after dropping to Jurio, he is on the way back. He should be finding this a little bit uh, easier down here, I think. So he's come up from Maegashira 15 to 12. Yeah, good stuff. I thought he looked really, really good. Yeah back in November. Yeah, much, much better, much stronger doing the the arms were working for him. His other uh, Maegashira 12 is Okunu Umi. He's really struggling a bit. He did just manage to pull off a Kachikoshi and has uh, moved up one rank from 13. Uh, Maegashira 13, Koroshoho we have on the east, uh, went from Maegashira 11 down to Maegashira 13 with a 7 and 8. Not much to say about his sumo, but we all expect a lot more in I know, 23. no idea what's happening here with him. No, Get it's it hard to explain. Um, also, what's hard to explain is Koto Echo. Not the fact that he has dropped one spot with a 7 and 8 from Maegashira 12. We're just seeing a lot of makakoshis yep. for Koto Echo. And if you're a long-time listener, well, you have to be a long-time listener now. Um, whenever Koto Echo gets his kachakoshi, we play his theme song and it's been a while since we've dusted that uh, LP off. Well, new listeners might not even know the theme song. True. And I'm certainly not going to sing it now. Absolutely not. You've got to, to earn work that. It. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of forgotten how it goes oh, as gosh, well. Yeah. But that was his fourth Makakoshi in a row. Another guy who, um, I mean, it's not even the second half of the year when it's four. It's most of the year you have uh, not managed to achieve that winning record. So he needs to find something. He's going out there with purpose. He still looks... You know, built, he looks strong, but he's not able to, maybe he's not big enough. He's not able to win against uh, the lower ranks. He did pop up quite high, to be fair. He at was the a start bit high there, year. wasn't he? He was yeah. a bit too high and he's come down <laughs> and he's come to rest at uh, Maegashira 13. What can he do there? Uh, Maegashira 14, we have Ichiyamamoto, who maintains the Maegashira 14 rank after his 7 and 8 Makakoshi losing record back in November. Ichiyamamoto, I've spent too much time trying to answer the question oh, of no. what's going on with He's him. done with you. Ah, look, the thrusts don't look fantastic. The footwork looks slow, but he seems to always get enough wins just to stay around yep. the lower parts. But this is his home now. He's comfortable here. Yeah, for Welcome sure. Welcome back, Ichiyamamoto. And Azamaru is the other uh, Magashira 14. He stays at the Magashira 14 rank as well, but unlike... Ichiyamamoto, this is great news for him because he is known for popping into uh, Makuchi and then popping back out. He's done it one, two, three times now, but this time he stayed around. He's just come back in November. It was his his re-entry to Makuchi for that uh, fourth time and now he will stay with the seven and eight because he went up so high. Great stuff. Let's move on to Maegashira 15. We have old mate Tsurigisho, <laughs> who joins us from Cheerio. He loves to bounce around between Cheerio and Maguchi. He's been doing it since 2020 when he first came up. He was a challenger this time around in November for their Cheerio Yusho. He was fighting really well, looked strong, uh, but got rolled down before he could get it. Oshoma taking that Yusho away from him. Akua was the other contender. Tsurugisho is so much like Azamaru, where he's too good for Jurio, yeah. but not good enough for Makuchi. Yeah. yeah. Well, the 10-5 was a great sign. He would be 
boy to buy that. And it has moved him up to Magashira 15, which means like Azamaria, that if he just gets a Makakoshi, he will stick around this time. <laughs> Maybe that's the best thing we can find from that. But Surigisho, he's back from Jurio. Mitoryu, he is also back from Jurio at Magashira 15. He came up from Jurio 3 as well with a 9 and 6. The second time that he's come into Makuchi, this is his highest rank. In September, he came up to Magashira 16, but now he's 15. He had a terrible time in September. Went 5-10 in that basho. I think what I saw there was a lot of nerves. Yeah, I wonder. I, I think this will be a very, very different basho for Mitoriu. Second time, knows what to expect. Yeah, he'll do fine. Yeah, when he looks good, he looks very, very strong and hopefully it'll be this time around. Finally, Magashira 16. It's Takara Fuji. He was lucky to stay in Makuchi, perhaps rewarded for his long service to sumo. Yeah, I, I saw a few people be a bit upset that Takara Fuji was oh, still... How could you be upset? Look, it's Takara Fuji. And I think you're exactly right. He's being rewarded for his long service. Yeah. He's number eight on the all-time list for consecutive Makuchi appearances. Come on. 885. 885. Yeah. This, look, we know him as the businessman. He exists in the sumo corporate world. This is a written warning. Yes. You don't oh, fire yes. someone straight off. No, no. This is the written warning. And we know he's been in the performance management process. Absolutely, absolutely. He's been there for yep. a while, but he hasn't been acting up. He's just been trying his best. He has been trying his best. Look, it hasn't been working. He's not undermining other colleagues. But look, from Maigashira 8, a 312, it's fine. Yep. Absolutely fine. Yep. He um, should stay in. Nobody wants to see. And if you want to see this, question your... Question yourself. Yeah, exactly. Do, nobody wants to see Takara Fuji at the top of Jurio. It's unbecoming. No. Yes, yuck. I yuck. agree. You, he wouldn't even put on a – he needs to put on a suit. He wouldn't even need to put on a tie there. No, no. No one wants to see that. You don't see someone going from running a company to being an intern. No. W no. Won't happen. No. He'll, he will get Kachikoshi. Mark my words. Yep. This is completely fine. Yep. His friend – in Magashira 16 terms. I'm not sure if they're friends outside well, of sumo. Well, I, I wish they, I hope they are. I think we can imagine that. Chiyomaru, who returns to us from Jurio 1 after a solid 8 and 7. <laughs> this is the way things should be, an 8 and 7 at Jurio 1. Have a go at Magashira 16. And again, Chiyomaru, it just feels like his sumo isn't hot enough to, uh, not quite. to move too much <laughs> further up from here, but it's great to see him back. And I think everyone will have their fingers crossed for uh, eight wins for him. Yeah, look, what a gift. On Instagram, on the Sumo Manichi Instagram, I asked what people's favourite Banzuke moment was or movement. And a lot of people said that Chiyomaru is back. Yes. Mr. Sumo. Mr. Sumo. Last time he came back in July, he went 6-9. I will not mention that. Whoops. No, it's fine. He will, uh, he will also get his kachikoshi and move up, I am sure. Well, look, I've got to say, look, we're at the end of the Makuchi Banzuke, that is wall-to-wall -wall good stories. Yeah, yeah. It's good times, isn't it? Well, there's, there's no bad stories in there. No, absolutely not. really. <laughs> <laughs> well, one bad story is Atami Fuji going 4-11 at Maegashira 15 uh, in November. He's dropped now to Jurio 3, just wasn't quite ready. It wasn't great, was it? No. It looked it a little great. soft. Yeah. Got pushed around too easily. Yep. Was it the nerves? I think so. I think um, he seems to me, this this might be totally wrong, but someone who might be a little bit awed by being in awe, by being in Makuchi, and maybe it 
played in a little bit and he, he wasn't able to just dispense with all of that, clear his mind and go for it, be well, as aggressive as he usually would be? He was in Makushta in January of 2022. Mm. So, you know, look, it's fine. You, you pop your head up, Makuchi, have a look around. You get belted back down. <laughs> this is part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad for him. He surely falls into someone in your category of very young and just needs that experience, needs to have a bit of a go, needs to reevaluate, learn a bit more down in Jurio. Because le- there's no doubt that you learn a lot in Jurio. There are pe- it's scrappy. There are people absolutely going for it. Yeah, I, you're exactly right. He, it's just a refinement period for him, strengthening. I'm sure Hakuho would say to put on more weight. <laughs> Train sure, more. Sure, Tommy Fuji should. <laughs> train more. Train more for sure. Uh, Come to me again, Obeya, TM, and train more. <laughs> the other uh, Makuchi Rikishi leaving us was Teretsuyoshi. Yes. The brave man. The courage of his 0 15 last time at Magashira 16 did not stop trying. Every day through the salt, every day tried his best. Did it translate to a win? Not at all. Never but once. Never once. In fact, I don't think he even looked close at any point. Not close. <laughs> Not close. But there was something in that performance though, wasn't there? It was a gutsy 0-15. Yes. I think there was a certain beauty to it. <laughs> I've seen one fourteens and two thirteens that looked a lot worse than that. Yeah, that's true actually. It was a positive 0-15. I just do not know what happened. I've heard a lot of whispers about uh, Teretsuyoshi, we've obviously heard, and we're going to talk about this a little bit in our pre-Basho episode about the strife at Isagahama. Uh, Bea, whether that had something to do with it as well. I also heard that he got married. Oh um, my God. Know- <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. We oh, know that no. sometimes that can affect you. You know, there's a lot of who was in charge of the wedding planning? A lot of things. I think do. I know the answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know the timing of it. Oh. If you know about that. I forgot to look it up. So if you know any more details about that, let us know, Teretsuyoshi's uh, nuptials. What's uh, Hakuho, or I should say Miyagino Oyakata's stance on Rikishi's getting married? He'd yeah, have to he be, have absolutely, you do not get married. <laughs> he should have some thoughts oh, on that. Oh, God. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe there were a few other things playing into that zero and 15, but you're absolutely right that he turned up every day and he kept trying. He kept looking disappointed that he was losing, which is not the Mitakumi style, not the resignation. He kept the fire up, kept absolutely trying, kept doing different things. But um, I guess we will, the upside is that we'll have the question answered, will he throw the the 1.1, 1.2 kilograms of salt in Jurio? Are you allowed to? Great question. Mm. Well... Time will tell. Mm. I think he should dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Do you think he should have less or just not do it at all? Or, do it to, or go all the way back the other way and do a Hokkaido Fuji style? Oh, boop, boop. Salt Bay kind of thing. Tiny sprinkle. No, I think two handfuls. Two handfuls? <laughs> <So> <laughs> really? That's not two dialing point it two, back. 2.2 2. 2 kilos. Well, that's I said dial it, it back. You either dial it back and don't do it at all or you go harder than ever before. Don't throw salt at all. <laughs> yeah, no, either don't nothing. throw it or two big handfuls. Or maybe he should spend like... F- Five minutes just separating out the grain so he only has one. One grain. One grain. I don't think you need to necessarily separate out the grains to get one grain. 
How would you get one? Or are you they looking? All, you're sweaty. They all stick to your hands. How would I'll you make sure a, you had one? I just do a tiny you pinch. A tiny pinch. Tiny pinch. Salt's really I'm gonna small. straight after this podcast. Let's pour some salt out. I will pick up one I, grain of rice. I will report <laughs> one grain of rice. Uh, one grain of salt. <laughs> one grain of rice. You could do. That would Easy. be weird if you poured out salt and I pulled out a grain of rice. Well, cooked rice, you couldn't. <laughs> But uncooked rice, easy, easy to get one grain, especially if it's a long grain. Okay, so f- you'll film me with my fingers pulling up one you grain. You will of not be salt. able to do easy. it. It's it's not even hot here, and I've got like sweaty fingers. I think the sweaty fingers are an advantage. No, because your fingers are like fat. <laughs> no, they're normal. No, they're fingers. actually fine fingers. They're not fat yeah. fingers. Um, we'll do it. I'll I'll show you how easy it is to do. <laughs> okay, I'll warm up with a bit of rice. <laughs> and then I'll move to Cocoa Pops. <laughs> and then what's something that's in between Cocoa Pops I and think it's salt? A, I think Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops are bigger than... Oh, well, they're puffed rice. Um, they have puffed they rice. Are. So I start so with Cocoa, Cocoa Pops, Pops first, rice, rice second. No, cooked rice, rice, because cooked rice is easier than... No, no, uncooked rice okay. is way easier. Cocoa Pops, uncooked rice... Rice. What about polenta? Polenta or would be harder couscous. than salt. Couscous. 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 Couscous would be easier than salt because they yeah. re- they really don't stick together. But I, but I think couscous would be the thing you do before salt. Once you're comfortable with couscous, move yeah. on to salt. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And polenta would be harder than salt. Polenta would be after salt. Or sugar. What yeah, well, I say brown. Sh- yeah, brown sugar, raw sugar. Yeah. No, not brown sugar because that's clumpy. Oh, clumpy. They don't yeah. have raw sugar. Okay. Is it, is it salt that we do in the cracker? Like we crack the salt or is it like oh, the table big salt? crystals. No, not That'd the big crystals. Easier. No, I mean like <laughs> after easy. they've ground. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll do that. You, you will not be able to. I'm going to time how long it takes you to get one oh, piece I of salt even say how long. on your okay. finger. Yeah, right. Well, because we need to know because we're going to put all this in a letter and send it to Teretsuyoshi so that he knows. With the grain of salt. <laughs> I did it. You've you got to use too. this one every time. Oh, oh well, the, same the way that he could do it is that he comes out pre-prepared. So he's, he pretends to do it, but he's already got the one grain oh, of salt on his finger. No, it's not. That's not honest. And then he flicks it off with his fingernail. And then he's got to find it after the bat so he can take it home. Take it home because it's special Australian <laughs> salt. We've got some pink salt from a pink lake in uh, about oh, no. maybe eight hours from Melbourne near Mildura. Oh no, maybe six. And they on the call way to it. Mildura. Oh right, okay. Pink lake. I thought that was Himalayan salt. Oh, yeah. But there is a pink lake there in is. Victoria. Jurio. Jurio is going to be an absolute cracker. We will uh, be live streaming it uh, the usual way on YouTube. I don't think we can put the YouTube link on Twitter anymore, but uh, you guys all know how to do it. Uh, it's going to be so fantastic. One reason is that Asanayama is back. He is at Jurio 12. So that's good. He's right at the bottom. I love that he has to start at the bottom, that he didn't jump up too high. He went six and one at uh, Makushta four. So what do you think we're going to see from him? Absolute domination is what we're going to see from him. Mm. I think he's one of these rikishi. I mean, famously, he dropped one last time in November. Well, I'm just looking who I think is going to beat him. But I think that he'll have a period over the next few basho He'll get better as his opponents get better. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, that's true. He was surprised by that kid back in November, but he's fighting quality opponents, and I think that's when we'll see his sumo really come to the fore. Hakui Ozan's back as well. Yep. Haven't seen him in Jurio for a little while after a 5-2 at Makushta 5. Yep. 
and Shauna Naomi. Yep. It's his first time, isn't it, in Jurio? Yep. He is up to Jurio 13. Very exciting for him. He's finally made it. He's been threatening for a while. Five and two at Makushta one. Enho had a cracker in November. He went 10 and 5 at Jurio 11, so it's good to see him up at Jurio 4. We'd given up on him a little bit and thought that he was perennial. A little bit. <laughs> Jurio, but at 4, you know, yeah. he has a chance if he does well to uh, re-enter Mokuchi and wouldn't that be something to see? Or Shoma, he got the Jurio U show and has moved up to Jurio 3, so that's fantastic news for him after just coming in. No, he didn't just come in last time around, but uh, he did... Very well, well getting the issue. it was a great <laughs> performance from Oshoma and, yeah, look, Jurio is set to explode. Yep. Yep. So we will see you for our pre-Basho episode uh, just before January the 8th when Hatsu Basho kicks off. Uh, we do have a Sumo Mainichi uh, PayPal account if you do really enjoy the work that we do um, and would like to uh, contribute to keeping it going. It's uh, sumomainichi at gmail.com. Thank you so much for people who are contributing. We are going to give you a big old shout out in the pre-basho episode. We want to do it properly. We really, really appreciate all the support that people give us. If you don't want to do that, please don't. You absolutely don't have to. Just listening is fantastic. Uh, you can give us a, uh, a review on iTunes. I haven't talked oh, about that for okay. a while. Yep. Got some lovely reviews on there from some excellent, excellent people. Thank you so much. That helps pop us up in the old, whatever you call it, podcast what's it? Well, you mean the search results? Yeah. I and think when you search sumo, only sumo podcasts come up. And the up charts. And we're there puts along it with in, our friends. Puts it in charts. <laughs> charts. <laughs> Give us a review. Uh, let us know what you think you could pick up uh, one grain of with a finger. Anyway, we'll see you for pre-basho uh, episode soon. <laughs>